0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Boring Startup Podcast. My name is Kevin, and on today's episode, I want to talk about the nuances of a royalty contract and some things that we're learning over the past week or so. So kind of fitting on the heels of the social media episode the, that dropped last week, we uh, somebody reached out to me via LinkedIn, social media, and was asking about possibly licensing the puck and I may do a separate episode on that whole interaction because uh, it was interesting and um, learned some things there but uh, we'll, we'll see that we're still kind of uh, winding that down but in any case the the basic idea here was uh, this person reached out and and said listen I can uh, get you in front of a company <clears throat> to pitch your product and uh, get you a royalty for that product. Now, the, uh, the terms of this arrangement weren't, weren't favorable to us um, to, to move forward with. Uh, but the general idea was a company takes the entire product, manufactures it, uses their resources to manufacture it. Um, lowering the unit cost significantly from what I could do and then they sell it, they handle the sales, they handle the marketing, they handle any returns, customer returns and we would just get a a royalty for every unit and we had actually talked to a lawyer early on in the process to explore options of what does it look like to do uh, royalty type contracts versus manufacturing them ourselves and that's probably the topic for a whole nother episode, but the, the very short version of that is if you take a royalty option, you're going to make less money overall, but there's much less uh, risk and involvement on your part. If you take the, the self-manufacturing route, there's a lot more capital needed, a lot more risk that you're taking on yourself, but there's a way bigger upside if it goes well. And so that, that's the general difference. Um, and and a royalty plan is actually something that we would be very interested in because, again, we're not interested in making end products, although we've made the puck as an example of the technology. Um, but again, we, we would like to enable product makers to make products with the stat feeder technology. And so that would be an actual uh, a good thing of, hey, we'll license the one product that we made that, so that you can make it. And then... Um, we'll just take a royalty from that and so just a few details around that. Um, this person explained that we could get a royalty anywhere from 6 to 12% per unit. Royalties are paid on wholesale value, uh, wholesale sale price so if uh, a company, you agree on the cost per unit, the the I guess that's the MSRP, the manufacturer suggested retail price. And then you get the royalty percentage based on that. So even if they run a like a Thanksgiving or Christmas sale and mark them down twenty percent, your royalty is still paid on the full wholesale price of the unit, not the sale price. And so, um, and there's other things that you can do like performance clauses. So they, because um, at that point you're basically turning the success of your product over to another company. And if they decide, oh, you know what, we're not interested in selling this anymore, you've you've locked into a contract. A lot of times, they look for exclusive deals on these things, and so you can't sell it yourself. You can't have anybody else sell it. If they just decide to stop selling it, well, then you're you're missing out, and so you can put things in there like a performance clause to encourage them to do the best they can to sell it by saying, uh, we get some minimum amount of money every year whether you sell any pucks or not, and so um, you say, you know, just as an example, I'm just throwing out numbers. Um, if, even if you just sell one puck, you owe us $50,000 Uh, During the year. And then, if you sell, you know, 50,000 pucks, you just pay us the royalty on those. Um, That's sort of uh, the idea behind a performance clause. So, uh, anywhere from 6% to 12%. And uh, we started going back and forth and looking at different things here. And we decided that uh, a royalty contract in our scenario is going to require a little bit of thought. And we're new to this and we're trying to figure this out. But Let's just say, to make the numbers easy, 10% is the royalty, and let's say that we agree that the retail price of a puck, for example, should be $50. So for every unit sold, we would get $5. Another um, point of this, by the way, just as information is, apparently royalties are paid out commonly on a quarterly basis, so the company would write you a check four times a year uh, throughout the year as they're selling those. and so. Uh, we would make five dollars on a on a fifty dollar retail price for every puck. So, and and again, we wouldn't have been involved in any of the manufacturing process. They would have taken, you know, we would uh, again license the technology, and they would make it with whatever suppliers and logistic operation stuff that they have figured out. And so, if they whatever they can make it for, we probably wouldn't even know. Maybe they would be making them for five or ten bucks or whatever. They sell them for fifty. We get five. Um, fifteen bucks. So thirty-five. They get thirty-five dollars profit for every puck sold, and we would get five, which sounds great if they sell hundreds of thousands of pucks. We we make good money. Except for, uh, and this is where we we really stopped and th- and started to think about the model of a royalty contract for us specifically. Because if we were just selling, let's say a puck that had some modification to it, but was but didn't have any electronics that needed a back end to support it. Then that's great. Like we're just making royalties off of this idea that we came up with. The problem with a standard royalty contract though, is that we have the stat feeder tech on the back end running. We got to keep the lights on for all of these pucks. If they sell a hundred thousand pucks, let's say, we have to make sure that the back end is up and supporting those hundred thousand pucks for some term of time, um, and that's going to cost us money you know it costs us money to keep those servers up if there's you know outages or downtime we have to have we have to be right on top of that if there's uh, issues with the tech we got to fix those and so it's different than a standard um, fixed goods model where it's just you know we I give you the idea China makes it for you and then we all make money there's an ongoing support cost on our end to keep stat feeder devices up and running and so that $5 is great, but what's the cost for us to, if you have your puck for five years, what's the cost to me over five years to keep your puck up and running? And that's something that we, you know, frankly don't know yet um, because we don't have enough of them out there and enough experience in seeing, you know, what it takes to keep them up and running. I can tell you what we have now and it's up and running and it's working great but once you get it to scale and you know there's all sorts of other things that could come into play and how you want to back up data and keep track of data and um, what kind of plans that you need to get on the back end servers and and what that cost is and then five dollars we might be losing money over the life of the puck with a five dollar royalty and so it's just really something that we are looking closely at of how we might want to structure a, any sort of a licensing or royalty contract that we would uh, arrange with a company. And something that came to mind to me was that because this is so new, like if I go to the NHL shop, the NBA shop, the NFL shop, any of the major sport league shops, I can't find a single product that requires ongoing Uh, support on the back end. Now every product might have customer support like oh I can't get my capitals table lamp to turn on what's what's wrong you know general support is not what I'm talking about here I'm saying once you get that capitals lamp to turn on it's a light bulb like you just change the light bulb and keep it on and off and there's no there's no service running on the back end to keep that thing functional and useful to the consumer and so across all these major sport leagues, there's nothing that exists like that. And so I feel like we might be entering new territory to where they're used to just saying, let's just figure out what the cost is, what we're gonna sell it for, what we can make it for, and then what your royalty will be from that. This is a little different in that it's more like the software that these big companies would contract for to run their business. If they have, for example, a project management software some sort of storage backup software service that uh, they're paying for. It we might need to look at showing people that our model is more like the software they buy than the fixed goods products that they resell and pay royalties on. And that could be an interesting uh, journey. I, I don't like I said. I, I don't know that it's something that the industry has ever done. And. It's always hard to do something new like that where it's like, well, this is not how it works. This is how we pay it. It's a fixed royalty. And then trying to explain, yes, but we've got to keep the lights on for that product to be awesome for your customers. And there is a cost uh, to do that. And so navigating that and figuring that out and also coming up with what, what we anticipate that cost will be and how to structure a contract is just, those are all the things that we're looking at and thinking about. Uh, Going forward if we are to pursue some sort of manufacturing deal with a company and so uh, Just just some thoughts there on on royalties and how how it relates to stat feeder and what we're trying to do and This is really just a fun part of Trying to start a company these are all things uh, to me anyway It's it's stuff that you don't know and you're trying to figure out and learning and I love learning new things and, and navigating that sort of scenario where I don't know. It's just, it's not a a fixed here. The instructions, A, B, C, D. It takes some critical thinking and some, um, some intelligence to, to figure it out. And you're going to make some mistakes and learn from those. And just as long as we keep moving forward, I think it's going to be great and, uh, just having a good time doing it. So that is going to do it for today's episode. If, Anyone out there listening has any experience with royalty contracts or even software licensing contracts, either one of those. I would love to hear from you, would love to get some uh, advice or uh, experiences that you've had that would maybe help us moving forward. Uh, you can reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at Kevin Sidwar, Instagram at Sidwar KD. And as always, you can find me on email, Kevin at Sidwar.com. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I hope you have an amazing day.